0: Welcome from God's Acre to our Monday Morning Message, a podcast of the Congregational Church of New Canaan, offered by the Rev. Dr. Stephen Chapin-Garner. So as we continue looking at the stories of Jesus and the table, Jesus and uh, his engagement around meals and food in his teaching and in his living, we turn to the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew and the story where um, a tax collector, Matthew, in the town of Capernaum, the town that Jesus made his hometown, is called away from his tax booth by Jesus and then invites Jesus over to dinner. And it says in verses 10 and 11, And as Jesus sat at the dinner... In the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were seated with Jesus and Jesus' disciples. Now, when the Pharisees saw this, they said to Jesus' disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? So, when I think of Matthew at his tax booth, I think he probably was dying there. Uh, Matthew was likely a, a Jew who'd petitioned to collect revenues from Rome from his own people. As you know, tax collectors were reviled by their Hebrew neighbors and disavowed and disowned by their own families. In an age when people struggled to get by on just a bare subsistence existence, I think it's actually understandable why someone would choose to work with Rome to make a stable living for themselves and their families. I think that's something that we would understand and maybe even appreciate. Though, uh, in first century um, Israel, uh, the social and religious costs would have been incredibly steep in the small seaside town of Capernaum in which Jesus made his home, Matthew would have been known and probably maligned as a traitor to his own people. And the fact that Matthew immediately, I mean, no no pause here at all, immediately left his tax booth when called by Jesus, that might be an indication that Matthew was looking for any excuse he could find to get out of his compromised and compromising situation. Uh, Matthew was dying at his tax booth. And then the call came from the great spiritual healer. Now, the religious leaders of Jesus' day uh, seemingly could not make sense. They just couldn't understand uh, the interest Jesus took in people considered to be depraved sinners. Uh, We know that Jesus sat at tables and shared meals with the most reviled and vilified of people. Jesus went out of his way, I mean, quite literally went out of his way to engage uh, with people Jews chose to avoid. Jesus' mission and ministry looked quite different and often disturbing to those who took pride in living lives of purity and devotion to God. Now, as neighbors in the small town of Capernaum, uh, I'm going to bet that Jesus and Matthew likely knew each other, or at least knew of each other. Jesus, I bet, had some sense of the conflict in Matthew's soul, uh, needing to make a living but not wanting the life that he'd made. Uh, Jesus called Matthew... To himself, called called Matthew right to himself, and, and Matthew then invited Jesus to dinner. And that's where we get the verses that I shared with you a few moments ago. This uh, Galilean rabbi's acceptance of this tax collector and his dinner invitation wound up drawing attention of the uh, other tax collectors, probably Matthew's friends and coworkers, and we're told they all joined together for a meal where Jesus was the guest of honor. So the question was, what was going on? And the Pharisees wanted to know, and they asked Jesus' disciples for an answer. And and then Jesus answered, and this part we didn't read, but Jesus essentially proclaimed that he was a physician of the soul. Jesus didn't need to tend to people who were spiritually well, right? Which, in this passage, I think Jesus assumes uh, was the case for the Pharisees. They were actually spiritually well, though at odds with him at many points. Now, Jesus made appointments with patients like Matthew. And the operations he performed were not in a medical practice, but they were at a dinner table, and that's important. Jesus was a healer, and the healing often came during the holy intersection of food and fellowship and faith. There's a reason that the communion table is so central in our Christian tradition. That is where Jesus did most of his essential work. Uh, We know that it's at the table that Jesus accepted tax collectors where Jesus forgave sinners, where Jesus healed those broken in body and spirit. The holy union and communion that brought healing occurred in the most intimate and important of settings, the dinner table. During the breaking of the bread and the sharing of stories and lives, in the renewal and celebration that can happen when tax booze are left behind and tables are open to those who hunger and thirst for something more, for someone more. So the question I want you to think about today or throughout the week is is just consider a time. Think of a time when you were invited to someone's house for a meal. Friend, a colleague, family member, when you were invited to someone's house to a meal, what what did that invitation mean to you and why? Let's pray. Uh, Lord God, Scripture says you make house calls. You are a physician of the Spirit who did not necessarily wait for an invitation to enter people's homes or lives. You invite yourself into healing relationship with us, Lord. And we're so often unsure of how to access you and enter into more immediate relationship with you. Therefore, we ask for you to interrupt our lives, enter into our living, invite yourself into our daily activity so that we might know you more fully and have our lives healed and redefined by your presence. Simply put, Lord God, please help make a connection between us that we so long for but often fail to establish on our own. In your name we pray. Amen. To learn more about the Congregational Church of New Canaan and to connect with the messages and the ministries of our church, visit us at www.godsacre.org. God bless you, and have a wonderful week.